Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. I'll take it from here, Padre. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Father Eric, ladies and gentlemen, he knows everything about fatherhood. There he is. (laughs) You thought I could just come up here and fill in some gaps, I guess. Thank you so much. Um, So how or where do you go? Where do you go to learn how to make a banana split? Sunday school. <laughs> I got a whole binder full of them. We're not going to go anywhere until you laugh at my jokes. No, I, dad jokes are everywhere. Now, you, 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 they're all over TV. You get on the internet. It's a thing. The dad jokes are having a moment right now. And I think that they should be called uncle jokes or grandfather jokes. Everybody's got that man in their life that you sort of gravitate towards at the party because he's got the really corny jokes. But I believe that I have been able to decode what is going on with the dad joke thing and why everybody is kind of telling dad jokes and groaning at dad jokes. I think the thing is that when I tell you a dad joke, there is a code. And the code is that you are safe. In this moment, in this place, there is absolutely nothing for you to worry about. With me, you're safe. And so I use a corny joke to to be my code for telling you that. As a matter of fact, you are so safe that I have been able to use all of my brain power to come up with this ridiculous thing to tell you, like, I know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. (laughs) So you could have warmed them up a little bit better for me, just so you know. Thank you. The main thing that I want to do today is to invite dads or father figures, uncles, godparents, grandparents, neighbors. I want to invite all of us guys to get out of control, to get out of control. And now some of you dads are like nudging your wife, see, the church guy says I should go to the casino and put it all on red. He wants me to get out of control. So what do I mean by that? One day, I was sitting on my couch. My wife and I, we had this little apartment right on 32nd Street, just south of Paesta Wapik. We used to uh, joke that we were the least wealthy people in the Arizona Biltmore. Sitting on the couch, and I had been talking about names that I liked. As a matter of fact, I'm the type of guy that would keep a list of names that I like. I like to name things. And uh, if I were to grow a plant, I would name it, right? And she says to me, hey, Brian, What if I told you we could use one of those names? It took me a split second. Are we naming a plant here? What What do you mean by that? I had now begun the phase of my life where I realized that there are going to be many things outside of my control. Because that's the moment in my life that I found out that I was going to be a dad. There are many things in my life that are outside of my control. Halfway through the pregnancy, we get ready for our first ultrasound. I know a lot of places now and a lot of people now, they give you an ultrasound at the drop of the hat, but we have one of those like granola doctors. 20 weeks, we have our first ultrasound. Now, I am no expert, but I know all of the parts. Okay. As soon as that probe hit tummy, 
I knew that there was something different. That there was not one child in there, there were two. There are many things in my life that are outside of my control. And so the pregnancy progresses on, and there are some complications. You know, there was uh, the, what we called the aquatots. They were, they were swimming in a little bit too much fluid, and that fluid was putting pressure on them. And there was a procedure done where they have to take a very large needle and then introduce it in and take out some of that fluid, and they do it guided by ultrasound. And all I can do is watch. Watch as that very sharp medical instrument comes close to my children, and there is absolutely nothing I can do to control the situation. There will be many things that are outside of my control. And then we got some test results back. The type of test results where they say, you are going to have these children now, immediately. Pack your bags, <laughs> right? It was not part of the plan, but there we are. And of course, they need to do prep work with her surgically first, and they bring me all scrubbed up and gowned up into this other room, and they just sit me down alone by myself with my thoughts, which, as you know, is an awful place to be <laughs> by myself. And there is absolutely nothing I can do except offer my presence. I can just be present. So now I've come to realize that as a father, my presence is way more valuable than my control could ever be. So I want all of us to get out of control and into presence. Sometimes, as a protector, as a pain preserver, I get into this mode where I start to think, if I am not controlling things, if all I'm offering is presence, then I'm not being a good dad. But we have a very good father. We all have a very good father. How does he love us? He loves us. He cares for us. He protects us. And he gives us the freedom to fall absolutely flat on our faces. And I do. <laughs> but what happens when I do? What does God offer me? Presence. God is there when I fall. Offering reconciliation. Love. Redemption, support, but not control. So that's how I aim to be a good father. Joseph gave Mary his presence, and it would have been so much easier for him to go because Joseph could not control what people would say. Joseph provided Jesus a place to grow. And I think for all of us in fathering roles, that's our job. We set the environment for people to grow, to offer love, to offer support, and then let them grow. It doesn't take a whole lot of looking around to see 
just how much the world needs our presence. How much the world needs our love and our masculine support. I think about my own dad. My dad and my mom from New Jersey, he married a real Jersey girl. They always say, you can take the girl out of Jersey, you cannot take Jersey out of the girl. My mom is what uh, you might describe as a tough cookie. (laughs) She's very athletic, very tough. She's a brown belt in Shotokan karate and the captain of her high school basketball team. They met on the ambulance squad because she was the first female ambulance driver in northern New Jersey. That was how she rolled, right? And um, (laughs) you can imagine all of the plans and the expectations about how life will unfold. And then came the diagnosis of my mom's MS. And all of those physical capabilities slowly began to be stripped away from her. My dad did not seek to control the situation. He knew that he could not cure her of what was going on. He was outside of that control. But what he could do was make an environment for that relationship of love to grow. He remodeled, (laughs) with his conscripted children's help, he remodeled the whole house to make it more accessible to her. Never once did he make it about himself and his own broken expectations about all of the trips that they now couldn't go on. He made it all about loving her. Not once did he lose hope. Not once did he give in to despair. There was a time in my mom's life, she's doing much better now, praise God, and medicine, but she had to have a strap wrapped around her so that we could pull her to a seated position. She couldn't sit up on her own. Now she goes up and down stairs with the laundry, right? My dad, not one time, gave in to despair. Now, what environment to grow do you think that gave to myself, my brother, my sister? That is what a father does. He gives his life for others. And the world needs that kind of sacrificial love and presence. Now, I know that sometimes the ideas and ideals of masculine love seem daunting. Sometimes things uh, get out of control in a bad way. And I know that you dads of teenagers and adults are looking at me and thinking, dude, just wait. (laughs) My twins are all seven years old. They still think I'm cool. (laughs) We can't predict. And we, we don't feel equipped. Things get complicated. You might have a complicated relationship with your kids or with your dad. But what if we trusted God enough to say that with God's help, God would help us say and do more of the right things if we make it our mission just to be really present. If we made it our mission to do our part, the things outside of our control would just seem to matter less. And then the dad jokes would flow like milk and honey. (laughs) For all of you kids out there, as a dad to you, we love you more than you could ever imagine. And the proudest that you make us is not when you're successful. The proudest, kids, that you make a dad is that when you are brave enough to take your chance. That's what makes us dads proud. You might succeed, you might fail. We're not, we're not honed in on that. 
are you brave enough to take your shot, to take your chance? Every dad in here, I could see the eyes light up when you, when you imagine your child coming to life in that way. To all of the moms out there, you provided us with life's winning lottery ticket. What gift that you have given us is how we define ourselves, and it's the greatest gift that we could ever receive. So all the moms out there, thank you so much for giving that to us. For all the dads and all of the other father figures out there, would you please raise your hand if it would just make your day if someone, especially someone younger than you, considered you a safe place to just come and talk? Raise your hand if that would just make your day, if someone considered you that safe place to come and talk. Everybody else, look around. Look. You are safe. We love you, and we will protect you. Because when I became a dad, I realized that I'm not just my own kid's dad. We feel, guys nod at me if you feel that, we feel responsibility for you. We love you. You are safe. And what do we do when things are safe? Well, what did the daddy buffalo say to the baby buffalo? when he sent him to school. Bye, son. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 